You are listening to the Sam Radio Football Show podcast. The new strain of coronavirus is spreading more quickly than before, so it's vital we act now. We must all stay at home. Only go out for essential reasons like exercise, if you need to care for someone, or if you really can't work from home. Extended households remain in place. Only essential shops are open. And you can now only meet one person from another household outdoors. It's essential we all play our part. Stay home, protect the NHS, and save lives. For more information, visit gov.scot. Good afternoon everyone and welcome on to the Sound Radio Show here on Friday the 29th of January. We only got a few days to go before the ending of the transfer window. Um, not much going on but we will talk about some other news as well and we'll have some big news and we'll talk about the Scottish Cup semi-finals and what a win for Livingston as well so we'll start with them in short as well. But I'd like to say good afternoon to both Douglas Horn. Douglas? Good afternoon. How how are we doing? We all good. Thank thank you thank you very much. And joining us as well is Nick Silo. Nick, how are you doing? Hi. Good afternoon. Yeah, I'm I'm doing well. Thanks. I'm uh, hope you're both doing well also. Well, I'm just woken up. Kind of woken up, Nick, because I was on night shift on Thursday night. So twelve hours. It's those graveyard shifts. That's all it is. It's graveyard shifts. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, at least Douglas don't work night shift like he used to do a few years ago. So, yeah. Never again. <laughs> Fine, fair enough. Gentlemen, we should go to the main news for both Livingston. And congratulations, you, you got to, to the final on the Scottish Cup. But huge news with David McDowell. He's now officially the Livingston manager. And Douglas and Nick... How big is this? Because I know he had had to go through a lot of legal stuff because he's conviction in the past. But you guys signed a petition. Everyone was for it. And he's done really good. And I'm glad he's got the job. And I take it you guys are glad as well. Oh, it's massive. Absolutely massive. I think I think with the, the fact that he's now manager, it uh, just makes it everything... That we wanted, um, we want, we wanted, uh, we wanted the SFA to, you know, go, judge him as a, a proper person. I'm glad that the that a decision has finally come to that, and you know, justice has been done. Really, um, you know, he served his time. He served his time in prison. Uh, 
I mean, he's he's got a he's got a record now of ten wins and ten, two draws, only bettered by the likes of Martin O'Neill, Willie McStay, Davey Hay, a couple of others as well. But I mean, to be even mentioned in those names for your first twelve games in charge, I think is absolutely amazing. So the fact the fact that uh, you know the fact that he's got us to you know a cup final um, is absolutely amazing and. To be honest, it wasn't the best of games. Um, you know, I, I think I think with obviously the you know the Livingston win in the end. Um, you know, it wasn't a pretty game, but you know, obviously, good luck to good luck to them in the in the final. And um, you know, you know, I mean, uh, the thing is, I mean, the the win against Kilmarnock also you know has put us five points behind Hibs now. So double header against Aberdeen. You know, if we were if we were to win. Any of those games against Aberdeen, it could be really, really interesting. But uh, but absolutely delighted for for David Martindale and uh, yeah, Livingston juggernaut goes on, which is absolutely amazing. So uh, it's it's a brilliant time to be a Livingston fan right now. And Nick, do you agree with Douglas' comments? What he said? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, definitely a brilliant time to be a Livingston fan right now, and very excited for this cup final and. I guess on the downside is of it that it's not looking like we'll be able to to make it because of uh, obviously the restrictions. But yeah, even so, we'll start absolutely brilliant to get to a cup final. And, and yeah, I've definitely got to agree with David Martin. Do I mean because well, yeah, like Douglas said, you know, he, he, he done his time and it's not the start. But to be honest, I find it very inspirational because you know it shows that you know that you know that, you know that people can turn themselves around for the better. You know that you know even if they've made like mistakes in the past and. You know, I guess it shows that you know the rehabilitation system works. Yeah, and you look at examples of what's happened with Troy Deeney. If you about nearly a decade ago, he was in prison for a fray for what he did, and you know he when he, he did he did his time and he redeemed himself, and he's now the captain of Watford. So you can see how much the the rehabilitation system does change players' lives when they're making mistakes during the young young lives. So you know. It's fair play to him. It was really, really fair play to to David Martin. And I'm glad he got the job. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad the Scottish FA approved it. He said, you know, you know what? He's done his time. He has given back to the to the community. So you know what? It's a fair play for all parties involved with this one. So it really is. Right. We will come to the other big news. We know earlier this week after Chelsea winning 3-1 against Luton Frank Lampard was sacked on Monday uh, a run of five games he lost and down in the knife at the moment and Thomas Tuchel replaced Frank Lampard's manager on an 18-month deal and Douglas was this we knew this was coming but do you think it was a bit harsh from Chelsea what they did to Lampard? Yeah, I think I think it was very harsh. I think the the fact that you can stack him after a, a cup win against Luton Town, um, I think I think it was really uh, harsh. I think I think the decision had been made anyway before that game. Um, I actually wonder if the decision was made after the Leicester game. You know, honestly, but uh, yeah, I thought it was very very harsh. I, I I couldn't understand the the timing and the logic of it, honestly. Um, but what I will say. I did think that the decision was way very, very hasty. Uh, the fact that you know Thomas Tuchel had already been in London uh, was a wee bit suspicious, I thought. Uh, but uh, but no, I think Thomas Tuchel is a good appointment. 
I don't know if it's the right one, uh, but nothing surprised me with Chelsea and their uh, revolving doors of managers anyway. Um, but um, oh, I wasn't too surprised about it at all, to be honest. I think, look, Frank Lampard, I, I said it on my podcast the other night, I said that Lampard got that job way too early. He should have stayed another season at Derby. Um, to you know, get get used to obviously the championship, etc. I don't think I don't think he should have got that uh, that job at uh, at uh, Chelsea, and I, I don't think he was ready for it to be honest with you. And the fact that Chelsea conceded fifty goals away from home as well just kind of shows that Chelsea really, really had a very, very leaky defence uh, as well. But uh, I'm sure this won't this won't be the Frank Lampard's last job. You'll um, obviously be able to go home to his wife is obviously expecting so obviously congratulations to both of them but um, yeah I just I, I just think Lampard had uh, got the Chelsea job too soon I think it, it came way too early for him and Nick with Thomas Tuchel coming in what can he bring in after you know he got sacked by PSG due to the political differences between him and director football at PSG learning Adal. what does Tuchel bring in because he's only won three trophies over the last couple of years one with Borussia Dortmund and two with PSG with the Liga and titles what does Tuchel bring in, in compared to what Lampard brought it brought in Well, unlike Lampard, um, yeah, yeah, Thomas Tuchel, I feel will definitely bring in, you know, the sort of big team experience that Lampard hadn't quite had yet. I mean, well, at least not as a manager. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I agree with Douglas. You know, I think it was a bit soon for Lampard to take on a job this big. But yeah, I think that's. I think Tuchel couldn't could improve Chelsea since he has that experience. But at the same time, and I'm going to say this, I, I actually feel that that at the moment the Chelsea draw was something of a poisoned chalice. Mm. But as well, Nick, it always you, has yeah. been, Nick. Always yeah. has been. Always has been. Uh, especially in the Roman Abramovich era, um, like he got rid of a Mourinho for absolutely no reason. I know. I know that things went stale, etc. You know, Mourinho. But the thing is, Chelsea go through managers like they go through chocolate bars. It, mm. It's that simple. It's the same with Watford. Their Italian owners are absolutely ridiculous with their managers as well. So it doesn't surprise me when it comes to Chelsea, in all honesty. And Nick, as well, do you worry about the future of some the youth, like, such as um, Reese James, as well as Billy Gilmore, who, who needs being in the Scottish squad for the US this year? If he doesn't get any games at Chelsea, do you think Billy Gilmore will have to go on loan to? make sure he gets his place in the Scottish eleven, or in, in the squad for the Euros this year well yeah if he doesn't get that game time I think like you see he'll definitely need to go on loan you know, just to get the game time so that you know, so that it'll, so it'll be in the best possible shape for, for the Euros um, so yeah I hope to show to sure give some plenty of game time to be honest because I think you know if he's continues to get a game time at a big club like Chelsea it can only only help him more yeah, and Douglas, looking at last season under Lampard, they had played a lot of their young players from the youth academy that came through. This year, it was a lot more or less. Why did Lampard, and I know the big, make so much lot of signings, do you think that cost Lampard a bit? He had a little bit less trust in his young academy players when he brought them through from with Darby and, and how he did last season. 
I think the thing is, Lampard does done very well with youth. I think he done well at Chelsea, at uh, Derby, sorry. I mean, he had Fakayo Tomori, he had uh, Harry Wilson, you know, he had Tom Lawrence there as well. I just think the way that things have been going, and he had Mason Mount, of course, uh, as well. So, yeah, I, I, I do worry for Mason Mount, in all honesty. I, I, th- I worry for Tam Abraham. Um, I thought the very interesting thing was, though, Tuchel brought in Havertz against Wolves, but there wasn't any place for Timo Werner. Mm. So I don't know if he's, you know, checking checking out the the squad so far. But I tell I tell you something. I thought I thought uh, I thought the tactics that he played against Wolves were very very strange. Anyway, three four two one, um, Kovacic and uh, Jorginho back in there. So. Obviously, you know, Tuchel's obviously seen something that Lampard hasn't. But, uh, yeah, um, to drop Rhys James and drop Mount, I thought was very, very harsh. But then again, they didn't play well against Leicester. Played really well against Luton. So, it'll be really interesting to see where he goes with his team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a good point as well. It's interesting where he goes with the team as well. And, Douglas, if he... If Tuchel does well, do you think he will sign a longer-term contract, or do you think it just sticks with the eighteen-month deal and see how it goes and where he takes Chelsea towards the end of the season? Honestly, an eighteen-month deal. Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I will give him till Christmas. That's it. I'll give him till Christmas, and I think he might be out the door. Mm-hmm. Interesting, really interesting as well. Well, interesting, guys. It is interesting we have talked about Chelsea because this was a bit surprising. And you're right, it was harsh in a way. But Frank Lampard was a bit too early for, to, for the Chelsea job. I think it was a stopgap in a way because they were under a transfer ban. And you're right, it, it was a bit too early. You could have stayed at Derby, but look what's happened at Derby because we, they're still having issues with the takeovers situation. So you know, if Lampard was still there, who knows? But I see Lampard be, be back in the job, but I don't think he's in the Premier League at this time. I think either in the English Championship or if Lennon... Oh, I play a bit of devil's advocate with both of you. If Lennon goes at some point, do you think he's the right fit at Celtic Park? Um, I mean, it's a good job for anyone. Um, the problem you have is that you're coming up against the Steven Gerrard Rangers. Um, in all honesty, I think it's likely to be Eddie Howe. I think Eddie Howe has been set on Celtic. I mean, if, if, if anything changes, obviously, with Newcastle, then potentially he could go there. Um, he's been linked with Palace. So... You know, I think I think there could be a, a few managers moving clubs this uh, this summer, especially. And uh, obviously, the the big news about Celtic is obviously um, Lawwell has decided to retire, so he's he's leaving in uh, June twenty twenty one. So it's a big job. It's a big job because it's, they're going to have to rebuild. I think they're going to have to lose a few players as well, just to balance the books as well. So. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think um, I think Lampard will go away. He'll have a break, and I think he'll wait until obviously um, until his new baby's born. I, th- yeah, I think that's yeah. what Lampard's going to do. 
And Nate, do you agree with Thomas Douglas comments as well? Because, like I said, the the job might be available for Lampard at some point later this year. It's Celtic, but but do you see him taking some time out with his family, and Eddie Howe takes the job? Yeah, I can. I'll definitely agree with that. Like, you know, I can see Lampard certainly taking a break um, to spend some time with his family. Um, but, but yeah, I think to be honest, I could see Eddie Howe being Celtic, probably Celtic's number one choice anyway. Just you know, because he's shown that he can do, do a great job at a team. You know, and you look at what he done for Bournemouth during all his time there. Um, so yeah, I think I think Eddie Howe's probably probably more than likely going to be the next Celtic manager. Mm. Exactly. We'll see what happens during this summer as well with what Frank Lampard does. And if he does take a break, I'll go back to put into three for a bit. We'll see what happens at the one. And gentlemen, we'll have a break. We'll talk about the midweek Premier League games coming up as well, including a first win for Liverpool in, for quite over five games. A really good win against Tottenham. Douglas will talk more about that. And Nick, we'll have to talk about Manchester United's defeat to Sheffield United and the controversy with some racial abuse between anti Masterlands and Nazel to Zanabebe as well. So we'll talk more about that in a bit. Coming up next, we have DJ State, Taki Taki, Doug on anyway. Si fuera la última vez Y enséñame ese pasito Que no sé Un besito Bien suavecito, bebé Taqui, taqui Taqui, taqui, rumba Oh, 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 oh Hay music, hay flows Bailame como si fuera la última vez Y enséñame ese pasito Que no sé Un besito Bien suavecito, bebé Taqui, taqui Taqui, taqui Bien 
que no sé Un besito bien suavecito, bebé Taqui, 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 rumba And that was um, DJ Snake, Selena Gomez, who's in the Taki Taki Fiji Cardi B. Uh, time is now, is up 20 past three here in Edinburgh. And we'll talk about the midweek Premier League games. We'll come to Liverpool in a bit, Douglas. And Nick, when you start for matching tonight, um, losing 2 1 to Sheffield United, do you, what, what, what was going on with Manchester United? And, and Tuesday night, it looked like it was very not a good game for them. It, what they were struggling with Sheffield United's counter attack. Yeah, we just couldn't seem to, as you say, handle Sheffield United's counter attack there. And yeah, ultimately, I, you know, I felt it was a very, very disappointing performance in Manchester United there. And yeah, I was surprised too because I really, I really thought we'd, you know we would have kept being on a high after after how we'd started the week off, but. Yeah, I guess unfortunately it wasn't to be, but yeah, definitely a shock result there, and hopefully one that sh that should that should uh, sort of push us to bounce back. Yeah, yeah, especially this was Sheffield United's first win against Manchester United since the opening day of the newly formed Premier League in nine ninety two. Um, Douglas, a huge win for Sheffield United. Um, Oliver Burke is an old Scottish player, needs to be in the Scottish squad. Was that apart from him getting that winning goal after it was deflected off as well to Zanabe um, in the last in the second half? I thought Sheffield United were absolutely terrific. I thought uh, I thought they had a game plan. I thought they they countered really well. I think also you know I, you you can say that it's a foul under here, but for me he has to be doing better anyway. Mm. Uh, yeah, Billy Sharp might be you know pushing him, but. The thing is, he has to be stronger there. He has to be stronger. It reminded me of the uh, Liverpool-Manchester United game from last season, the 2-0 game, where uh, Van Dijk challenges De Gea, drops the ball, and yet he falls down to the ground and the VAR give a foul. Now, for me, goalkeepers get too much protection. The other end, Ramsdale's dropped the ball and Martial put it in the net. Now, for me, Ramsdale's just dropped the ball. No, he's not even fouled by Martial. So I think also of that, with that being said, um yeah, you know, I thought look, I think as a shock defeat for Manchester United, let's put it that way. But uh Oliver Burke, it's good to see good to see him on the score. I thought he was very, very good. I thought um I actually thought Sheffield United really deserved to deserved to win. I didn't think Manchester United turned up in that game at all. Bruno Fernandez was anonymous, Rashford was really poor. Martial didn't look like he wanted to be there. Um, I think Holly made too many changes, in all honesty. I think he did. Um, I think he had one eye on Arsenal. Uh, what followed, uh, I think we're just going to come to it, was absolutely disgusting. And mm. uh, these 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 people are not football fans. They are keyboard warriors. Yeah, yeah. And Nick, with the racial abuse that happened to Anthony Martial and Axel, Tons in the Bay as well on Tuesday night. Do you think that was really discussed what some, like you said, Douglas said, keyboard warriors just aimed at them for that, you know, because of their their, their colour of their skin? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was, 
Yeah, it was just it was absolutely disgusting comments from those people. And, you know, I don't, I don't think we've been prosecuted for this because, you know, there's just, there's just no excuse for such, such hateful behaviour at the end of the day. And... Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was really disgusting as well. It really is. And Douglas coming to Liverpool, a huge win for them on last night, winning 3 1 against Tottenham Hotspur. Robert, Firmino Amane finally scored after you know the last few weeks in the Premier League they were not scoring a fire. How huge huge was this win for Liverpool? Massive, absolutely massive. I have to say, I thought I thought to a T they were so good last night. Liverpool, I thought they were really really good. I think I think having Thiago just behind the front three really is where he should play. Um, he's not a defensive midfielder for me. He, he's more of a, a, a midfielder, attacking midfielder. But Jane in the whole down, I thought Milner was absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, Bobby Firmino, I, I don't know what was said uh, to him after the Southampton game. I'll tell you something, since he's came back, Manchester United aside, he's been fantastic. Um, I think that game, Old Trafford, I know we'll probably come to the FA Cup, but. That game Old Trafford, I thought he was fantastic and I thought he was fantastic last night. Let's be honest, it's the easiest goal he's ever going to score because it was diabolical defending by Dyer. See what I did there? Yeah, <laughs> I see you there. I see you there. You got it right into the money, Douglas. You really did. Yeah, but, uh, but I thought... Um, I mean, the main, main talking point is obviously Harry Kane. Um, I mean... For England and obviously Spurs' sake, you really hope that he is not injured for that long. Um, two ankle injuries as well. His, his ankles are made of strawberry laces, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I don't. I, I honestly don't know what's going on with Spurs right now. Sometimes they're really, really hot, and sometimes they're very, very cold. And yesterday we caught them out uh, very, very good. I thought Chad Alexander Arnold had a much better game yesterday. So hopefully this is the start of something. We're going to a very tricky game against West Ham on uh, on Sunday. Uh, yeah, let's see. I mean, write us off at your peril is what I'll say. And Nick, coming to Spurs, they started very well, but they've lost a little bit. Can you point a finger why they have struggled the last few weeks, Spurs? Um... It's a tough, tough one to say because when they, they certainly started off very strong this season. Um, yeah, I, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe they got as far as as far as they could under Mourinho so far, and maybe they, I think maybe they just need a bit change in the squad. You know, and they need some kind of a lift because yeah, their heads have just dipped in recent months. Mm, I would that... say their away form is better than their home form because yeah. their home form, I think they've. I think they've lost to Leicester and Liverpool now, uh, home. So uh, and Everton, of and course. Everton so, as well. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I think I think we caught them on a very good day. To be honest, I I don't think their home form's been as good as many people think it is. No, no, and that is a huge concern as well. To be honest with you, um, other games from the Premier League. What a win for Burnley, winning three two against Aston Villa and Douglas. Villa really, really, you know, started quite well, actually. They, they, could, they should have won the game, but, but they played to Burnley. They really came into their game with, after the second half. Tell you 
tale of two halves. Uh, I think I think that's what you have to say. It was a tale of two halves. Aston Villa absolutely dominated the first half, and then the second half, Burnley came out and you know what to what to play. But yeah, Burnley. Um, it's been a fantastic week. Three wins in a row. Um, I mean, everyone was saying that they were in relegation trouble. I don't think I don't think don't think so anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously you, you look at the table and you know they're not they're not too far ahead of you know Fulham, but you know if they keep winning. Then I think they'll. I think they'll be pretty good. I think they'll be pretty good. Yeah, and Nate going to choose his game at St James's Park. Leeds finally getting a win after winning two one against Newcastle. Um, one thing I was saying, Nate, Newcastle was really up for this game after the second half. They came, they, they stepped up and they had so many chances, but Leeds, you know, stuck it out. They grind it out. Is those is is that those results that Bielsa has to win under those difficult games? They have to grind it out rather than playing his his philosophy all the time. Does he has to grind results like that? Well, yeah, like I guess I think I think he definitely has to, you know, because you know if it's going to get if it's going to get the points for Leeds, and I think definitely needs to go with whatever ideas work. Um, well, that said, though, I think it's probably it's probably good to be open-minded tactically, just in case you have to adjust for certain teams. Um, but yeah, like you see, I think Newcastle are very up for that game. You know, I mean, they're, they're looking like they're you know they're trying to turn themselves around after their after a recent slump in their form. Mm. And Douglas as well, with you worry about Steve Bruce's future because yes, he may, he was very encouraged, but. He's on his worst was one results in his twenty-year career as a manager. Newcastle just look like a team devoid of ideas, bereft of any attacking threat um, as well. I, I look Leeds United, great one, great one. Well, that's one thing I will say. It was a fantastic win for for Leeds United. Uh, Patrick Bamford must must frustrate the hell out of you, though. In all honesty. Uh, I mean, how many chances did he miss against Newcastle? I mean, I I probably counted about three or four chances that he should have put away. Very very easy chances as well. But look, I think I think the thing is with with, uh, with Leeds. I think look, I think I, I said I said it in my um, I said it in my um, video the other day. I said you don't know what Leeds United you're going to get. Are you going to get the Leeds United that wins five 0 away at West Brom? Or you're going to get the leads and losers four one at home to Leicester City. You, you, you know what I mean. I know you've got Leicester City this weekend as well. But what I will say, I thought you were very, very a lot better attacking wise against uh, against Newcastle. But the thing is, Newcastle are a team that are really, really struggling right now. And I have to say this for for now for saying this, they will be in the bottom three by mid February if things are not going out. If things are not going better, I must say. Yeah, and um, one more thing, Douglas, and Jack Harrison scored the winning goal again. He's done it again. He scored two against Newcastle in the in the home fixture. Does he has a spit a place trying to get in the England squad for the Euros? Because there has been interesting talks about him and how he's developed. Because I know Southgate is not only been have, watching Phillips quite a lot, but he's also watching Jack Harrison as well. Do you think he can? Try to stake a place in the Indian squad in the next few months. It's an outside chance, uh, but you look at the left side of you look at the left side of the attackers at this moment in time, and you've got Raheem Sterling, Marcus Rashford, 
was Jaden Sancho. You know, it's going to take a bit of, bit of time for him to to get in there. But you know, if he keeps playing like he is um, from now on to the end of the season, who knows? Who knows? But uh, I, I, as we as we say, I think I think Gareth Southgate's got a big big decision to make ahead of the ahead of the Euros. Who to you know who to pick, especially and especially in goal, I would say as well. Yeah, yeah. And Nick coming to your rivals, Man City winning five nil against West Brom. They're looking on fire at the moment now because when you know the first twenty minutes of Man City, they're just dominant here and they keep going, going. Can they keep this running form going to challenge Manchester United for the title? Well, I hope not, but I think to be honest, uh, I think they probably will though because you know they've they've really really bounced back after you know the recent slump that they had, and I mean to their credit, they've really kept going going strong at the moment and. Yeah, I can't see him lighting up anything soon, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And Douglas, West Brom has broken a record of no team in Europe's top five divisions conceded many goals at home as Sam Allardyce album, West Brom album. That is it's deeply rewarding, but it's not surprising the way their form is at the moment. 3-0 against Villa. 5-0 Leeds. 5-0 City, 4-0 Arsenal 22 goals, none, none scored absolutely shocking they're gone I, I, don't, I don't care what you don't care what you say about it West Brom for me are gone and this is to Sam, I, I keep saying it, I keep saying it and I'm like a broken record this is Sam Allardyce's biggest challenge as a manager and this game against Fulham at the weekend is massive yeah, absolutely massive indeed. And Douglas, a good win for Arsenal, winning 3 1, getting Southampton. They had to overcome after losing 1 0 to, to the to the Saints in the FA Cup last week. But no, Abamayang had to go home due to his ill mother. But the players stepped up for Arsenal on Tuesday night, did they? Such as Pepe and Lacazette. I thought they were excellent. I thought they were really good, Arsenal. And uh, I think that's. Southampton have only won one out of 12 games against Arsenal in the Premier League I think from memory so yeah look I think it's a great run um, obviously you know the signing of Odegaard is massive uh, I think that's a great signing I think he's going to improve the Arsenal for, for sure will he be involved against Manchester United I think he might be on the bench I don't think he'll I don't think he'll start the game but uh, what, what, a, what a game to make your, uh, your Premier League debut is against uh, one of your better uh, better rivals and uh, I mean look, look let, let's be honest Arsenal Manchester United is one of the fixtures that you look out for in the in the Premier League considering the, the history between the sides back in the 90s and then back in the early noughties uh, as well so big big game and I'm looking forward to it yeah and Nick going to West Ham winning 3-2 at Crystal Palace are they the most informed team to challenge the top four this season because like I said, they've they've really handled this pressure without the fans. They've David Moyes has been wonders with Thomas Suchet. Thomas Suchet, who was only was spent was bought for five million pounds, as well as the, the now signed Behima permanent now from Brentford, as well as Jesse Lingard going to the Hammers and Low. How do you think West Ham can cope for the second half of the season now? Because I could I could see them losing too many. Too many games at the moment. Can can they? 
Um, well, yeah, I've, I've got, I've got to see. yeah, I've definitely, definitely been very impressed with West Ham so far this season. You know, just since they've come so high up, and yeah, I, I think for the rest of the season, I, you know, I'll agree with you. I can't see them dropping too many points. And in, in fact, I'm going, I'm going to say this to be honest. Actually, actually, think you know, you know, from the looks of things, it's really looking like David Moyes could well do for West Ham what he done for Everton. You know, if, after he first took over them. Yeah. Um- as well, Douglas, with David Morris, he, we know he struggled at Manchester United. We know about that. Is he always been good at mid to top half clubs? That's always that's been his biggest strength. He's he's what he's done at Everton for over 12, 13 years, and he's trying to do the same at West Ham. Do you think now he, he, he you know I don't see him getting another big job in the future. But if he can keep West Ham going, do you think his name will be involved in some certain clubs in the long term in the next few years? I think he's been fantastic for West Ham, and you know, I think I think many people have written him off uh, as a you know, a, a, I mean, believe it or not, he's probably a manager of the year contender. The way the West Ham are going, I mean, okay, you know, they are fifth at the moment, but the way that, that things are going at West Ham, uh, you could you wouldn't be too surprised that they did potentially get into you know top four. The, the way that the way that they're playing as well. Um, Look, I think I think two of the signings that they made early in the summer, the Soufal, I think at right back, and Suchek have been absolutely magnificent. Um, Suchek got me 15 points for my fantasy football in the uh, uh, in the midweek there, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, but I've been very impressed with West Ham, and uh, even you know they are losing players, but the thing is they are doing really really well. I I. I had them seven teams, so shows how much I know. But um, I thought they were—I think they've been excellent under David Moyes, and if they can continue what they've been doing, then Europe is definitely a certainty for West Ham. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other results in the Premier League: Chelsea drew the nil against West Brom. We talked about it earlier. That was Thomas Tuchel's first game in charge, and the other game, which I think it was a fair draw, Nick Brighton and Fulham drawing it nil, but it was open game between. Two sides on Wednesday night, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's a very open game. Really could have gone either way. Um, yeah, I found. I think both sides, you know, they really went. They really give it, give it a good go, and end of the day, a fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely indeed. And Everton drew one-one against Leicester City. Um, that is all the games in the Premier League as well. And the games in the FA Cup, Crawley's Towns, FA Cup came to the end on Tuesday night, losing 2-1 to Bournemouth. Thank you. Thank God for that, because I did not want that bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's I been mean... a nightmare for me to go with that. I had certain nightmares thinking, Crawley, me losing that freedom, like, Ugh, it's just, yeah. I'm glad that nightmare is over. I can dream happy now. So it makes me feel more more, yeah. more, more better. So yeah. Look, I think I think I think the thing right, starting off starting things off, Everton, let's just say, a great game of football. Both sides were playing really well. James Rodriguez wonder strike, as you yeah. said. Absolute wonder strike from uh, from him. Great 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 finish, but Telemans it's a good finish, but Mr. Pickford, I'm sorry, it's a bad mistake again. Um, if you're Gareth Southgate, what do you do? Do you still keep a Pickford? At this moment in time, Nick Pope, for me, is the best England goalkeeper. So yeah, probably I, not. 
I agree with your sentiments with that, Douglas, because you're right. I think Nick Pope is probably better. But I think Pitford will be in there in the squad. I don't think there's anything else. I think Dean Henderson is not playing very much and he's only been playing in cup games. And that is a bit of a concern. So it's either the either Pitford or Pope, but I choose Pope end of the day to be honest with you. And I will make you, I'll put a devil's advocate with this one. I think France will put Meslier in that French squad for the Euros this year. I really do, because... Wow. I really do. Yes, he's still 21, he's still young, but he's got that talent. And I think, to be honest with you, yes, the, the, our defence has not been the best, but he has proven that he was worth £5 million to go on this year. So I think Mezier will be in that French squad for the Euros. I can't see Deschamps looking at any other goalkeepers except for Lopez and Loris. But I think Mezier will be in that, in that French squad. Really do. So you, you think you think he could go into the, the Euros squad for France? I do. Very interesting. Um, let me just check. Let me just check some of the the, the France, um, you know, sort of squad like goalkeeping wise. I mean, you you could be right to be honest. You could actually be right. Um, does he get in ahead of a, like a Mondonda? Probably yes. I, I mean, Mondonda's Mondonda, one of the best yes years so so I think he's more better than Mondonda at the moment. To be honest with you. Yeah, Benjamin Lecomte. Yeah, I mean, quite possible. Um, but we'll need to see what happens. Mm, absolutely, indeed. We will see what happens as well. Right, we'll have another short break. We'll talk about the FA Cup as well, including the, the win. What a game at Old Trafford on Sunday night between Manchester United and Liverpool. So we'll talk more about that as well after the break. Um, coming up next, we have one other good news is as well. And... Like I said, we do play a lot of good music in here in the Sam Radio. We make sure everyone enjoys it as well. So, coming up next, it is Christine and Kareem's People Have Been Sat. I've been said Sat. Don't go anywhere.
de char de mort Marcher pieds nus sur du fer Et maintenant tout est plus fort Adolescence contrariée par un milieu de remords Maintenant quand je ressens quelque chose Tout est bien plus fort Time is now coming up to just come past quarter four here in Edinburgh. Uh, like I said, welcome back to the other half of Saturday Night Football Show. We'll talk about the FA Cup. We'll start off the big game between both two of the big giants on Sunday. Uh, Manchester United beat Liverpool 3 2. What a game! And I had to say, I was watching it, I could, it was end to end stuff. And Nick, really a good game for Manchester United, a good win for, you know, against Liverpool. Uh, they play West Ham in the fifth round. Um, how Usually that win for Manchester United. Yeah, definitely very pleased with that win. Um, yeah, I felt you know it was a bit, it was a very close game. You know, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've got I've got to admit that um, the the I was quite anxious that maybe Liverpool were gonna you know get out get out winner since you know they were still fighting for him. But well, I guess one thing I've got to bring up and I noticed them. Um, I noticed that one of the commentators, I forget which one it was, um, happened to mention that, you know, during the foul that led to Cavani's goal, one of the, one of the commentators uh, literally said that, you know, Ed Cavani sort of used experience and went down there. And I'm, I wasn't too sure because it looked quite a tough one because, when you know, obviously when I watched the replay, it did look like there was a bit of contact, but, yeah, does it go down too easy or, or was there a genuine challenge in there? Douglas, your take out on Liverpool's uh, performance. Look, I think I said I said on my I said on my channel that I thought that it was a brain dead challenge by Fabinho. In all honesty, um, look, I think I think Cavani uh, does use his experience, but um, 
Yeah, for me it's a foul. Uh, it's a foul. But I, I, what a game of football is what you have to say first. Um, I mean, look, I think Mohamed Salah scoring two Old Trafford is a rarity um, in, in, in the best of eyes. But uh, young Reese Williams will have to remember this game because uh, obviously, you know, he, he did make a couple of mistakes. Dived in a few times as well. But am I. Am I Sad to be out of the FA Cup. I mean, you know, it's another trophy to to win in the end. But uh, we can but focus on the League of Champions Sorry. League. I think we've got bigger fish to fry. In all is it honesty. a worry, Douglas, that Jurgen Klopp has not gone like beyond the third round in the last few years? Because that is going to be a bit of a worry and some fans' perspective as well. Yes and no. I mean, I mean the the fact that we've not been past the fifth round is is quite worrying. But then again, I think it's a ploy to get less games out, out of the way. In all honesty, I mean the Carling Cup, the Carabao Cup. Sorry, I should say Carling Cup. Jeez, now we're going back to twenty twelve. Jesus. Um, but what I will say is, I think there's bigger fish to fry for the Champions League and the league for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, Nick, Manchester United play West Ham at home, which is going to be live on the BBC in the fifth round in in in, in a few weeks' time. Um, how do they go to the game again, Manchester United? Should they do the same thing what they did to Liverpool, or do they change it up a bit to really, you know, make sure West Ham don't West Ham don't counter attack against them? Um, but to be honest, to be honest, I would stick with what works, you know, and. I think you know, given given that the tactics we used against Liverpool worked well, I'd probably stick with them. Um, although it is a good point where West Ham could counter attack, so I would maybe maybe slightly alter it to try and cut off the counter attack. But yeah, I, I think above all, just you know, stick mostly to the norm. Normal, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, Douglas Manchester City nearly went out of the FA Cup, but they recovered and won three one against Charlton Town. Phil Foden came to the rescue for them. How vital is easy for Pep and the squad this season? Foden's been fantastic. Uh, I mean, I'm going to talk about the blatant offside from Gabriel Jesus. I mean, that's as blatant as day. Um, the fact that Cheltenham have gone out to Manchester City on the back of a refereeing decision is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And and earlier this week, they did update the guidance of the offside rule. But do you think still more needs to be done, Douglas, with that? Because it's still, even though they've made clarifications that the city goal against Asavella shouldn't not count as offside, but it happened again. It's a, it's a stupid rule. It's a st- stupid rule. Stupid rule. Um, uh, do they have to do a lot better? Yeah. Absolutely, they just have to scrap this offside rule. Offside means offside. There, uh, there, there goes. There it goes. Mm, yeah, I, I agree with that one, Douglas. I think it needs to improve as well. Um, Nick, coming to the results, an interesting result. Brentford lost to Leicester three-one. Is Leicester City dark horses for the FA Cup, Nick? Because, like I said, they have coped well without Vardy as well the last few well, last few weeks. Last couple of days, I mean. Yeah, they've certainly, certainly, certainly managed the film. They're um, 
But yeah, but yeah, I think I think you know, as you said, Leicester, you know, they're still quite a tough challenge for them in the in the uh, going into the next round. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for Leicester because, like I said, Leicester will have to really do well, you know. So, and as well, they do. I think they I think they are at home for the next FA Cup game. They will face Brighton next, so it'll be interesting to see how Brighton and Leicester with their forms coming into that game as well. And Douglas, Burnley winning 3-0 against Fulham. How good were Burnley and how or how bad was Fulham on Sunday? This is a game that no side wanted. Um, no side wants to be in my FA Cup. I think Fulham can focus on survival. Um, and... Burnley, they've got another, you know, got another good, good game next. Um, but yeah, Burnley, fantastic. Fulham, obviously rotated a lot. So I think, I think Fulham could just focus on survival uh, as well. Uh, in all honesty. Yeah, yeah. Um, other results on Sunday: Everton winning three 0 against Sheffield Wednesday, and like I said, on Saturday's games. Southampton beat Asa 1-0 while Norwich lose 1-0 away to Barca Barca could do another, another run in if it could like what they did in 2007 they have a really good chance getting further on as well uh, Blackpool losing 2-1 to Brighton, Brighton. Millwall losing 3-0 to Bristol City Sheffield United winning 2-1 against Plymouth after Argyle Swansea City what result there winning 5-1 against Nottingham Forest this week this weekend this past weekend West Ham winning 4-0 against Doncaster Rovers and in Friday's game Charlie um, going out to Wolves by losing 1-0 and I have to say Douglas with Charlie it looked like it, you know I'm surprised West Wolves did take more of the chances but they got through in the end but Charlie really gave him a bit of a scare didn't it a little bit I thought Charlie were fantastic, and you know they would be a, a, a good, a good, uh, a good club to come up. Um, look, I think we have to say that you know they were the lowest ranked team left, but they gave a good, a good account of themselves, and were very unlucky not to get uh, draw to get force extra time. But um, I was very impressed with Charlie, and I, I hope, I hope they come back. I hope they come to the football league soon. Yeah, yeah absolutely, indeed. And Nate Spurs, you know. Getting, you know, they was losing one 0 by half time to Wigan, but they started well in the second half, winning four one. Um, Jose said that Tottenham will not give up any competition. You know, we know Bale's not been starting a lot. We know Harry, you know, Bale was only starting one Premier game. Does Jose have to win a trophy at Spurs now? Because it has been a long time since they won the, which was the Carling Cup in two thousand eight. Is this the most Win most important trophy, or is it the Europa League for Spurs this season? They need to win, Nick. Well, I think, I think certainly you know they probably need to win one of them. And as you as you say, well, well, well Mourinho certainly feel needs to for a sequel's reputation. Um, I think of the two, I think the most important one for Spurs I'd say would be the Europa League, just just because you know it would be a, a, an an excellent achievement. You know, since they haven't won trophies in quite a while. Yeah, absolutely important. And yeah, that is all the FA Cup results we got. And we'll go to the fixtures and we'll talk about the fifth round on which teams who will play in the next round. So we know Manchester are playing West Ham 
as well. Uh, results, Burnley at home to Bournemouth, Manchester at home to West Ham, which is on a midweek, Tuesday the 9th of February. Um, Manchester City away to Swansea City on Wednesday, along with Brighton away to Leicester City. Bristol away to Sheffield United. Spurs are travelling up to Merseyside to play Everton. While on Thursday's game, Wolves at home to Southampton. And it's a repeat from what was the quarter-final of the FA Cup. Barca at home to Chelsea. Douglas, that's, that's going to be another huge game. We know what Barca did to Chelsea in 2007-2008 season. Can they do it again, or do you think Chelsea will get the upper hand like they always do? do, do? Uh, I think it's a big game. Not, 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 uh, not denying that. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. What, what I will say is, I think. I think Barnsley have got nothing to lose in that game. Obviously, they'll be big, big favourites for sure, but it'll be a huge, huge game for... Uh, for um, It'll be a very huge game for Chelsea for sure. And I think it'll be a huge game for Thomas Tuchel because obviously, you know, I think Chelsea will probably be wanting the FA Cup this season. Yeah, absolutely indeed. Absolutely indeed. It's a huge one. So, those games, games again will be played between Tuesday the 9th to... Uh, Thursday the 11th of February and gentlemen will take a break because we are coming up to the last hour so we'll play talk from Khalid in, in a moment but please listen to this message from the Scottish Government regarding with their, with their COVID-19 levels we'll come back in the next few minutes The new strain of coronavirus is spreading more quickly than before so it's vital we act now we must all stay at home only go out for essential reasons like exercise, if you need to care for someone, or if you really can't work from home. Extended households remain in place. Only essential shops are open, and you can now only meet one person from another household outdoors. It's essential we all play our part. Stay home, protect the NHS, and save lives. For more information, visit gov.scot. Just talk, can we just talk, talk about where we're going 
before we get lost Let me out fire I've never felt like this before I apologize if I'm moving too far Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Figure out where we're growing Oh no Penthouse view, left some flowers in the room I'll make sure I leave the door unlocked Now I'm on the way, I swear I won't be late I'll be there by five o'clock Oh, you've been dreaming about it And I'm what you want So stop thinking about it Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Just now come to four o'clock in the bed. Um, you hear the message from the Scottish government. Please stay safe and stay indoors and only meet up to other one other person from another household outdoors only. If you are part of an extended household but they're exempt due to a person who is living by themselves or in a, uh, a couple who are living separate, that is still part. part of the extended household here so if you have any issues as well struggling with myself please go to clearyourhead.scot and work there is more details as well here as well so gentlemen we need to we're going to talk about this scottish league cup and like i said disappointed for hibs not get to the final but we're interested to find out douglas with this one because you know they have to make sure they have a win with this one and like I said Douglas with him losing this past weekend what what does Jack Ross has to do now? Well I mean Hibs have been really poor recently so I think the one thing you can say though I think they are looking really lethargic and you just don't know what you just don't know what they're going to do um, I actually wonder if you if you look at Hibs's last three results um, you know they beat Kilmarnock lost to Livingston lost to St Johnston and lost to Rangers as well um, it's a big it's a big worry for, for Hibs Hibs fans I would say very yeah. big worry mm. yeah absolutely indeed um, you guys going to the final as well which is going to be huge for Livingston, just one question that I want to say to and I'll open it to both of you. I think Nick will come out, come, come go first with this one. And um, Nick, with Hibs losing and you got St. John, St. John's in the final, this is open to play for, isn't it? Now for the League Cup final, yeah, it is. Um, I think it's 
Yeah, definitely. As you say, definitely very much all to play for, and yeah, I, I think I think it should be quite a close final between us and St. Johnson. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to. It, but at the same time, I've got to admit, I'm I'm shocked that Hibs went out. So I really expected them to make this final. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone was shocked as well from what I looked on social media as well. Really surprised as well. Um. Douglas, do you want to take away with the Scottish Premiership? There's some good results again. Another win for Rangers this past weekend. Yeah, Hibs now Rangers won. Very good win for uh, Rangers. They are an unassailable lead at the, at the top of the top of the Premier League for uh, for sure. But uh, Nick was all fair on Morelos. A wee bit lucky to stay on the pitch. I think. I think admittedly, admittedly was after. I mean. I didn't. I hadn't quite seen seen the game, but yeah, I heard there was quite a bit of controversy surrounding Morelos in that game. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think. Would agree. Uh, <clears throat> I think um, a lot is to be. Yeah, I think I think Morelos was very very lucky as well. Uh, Celtic beat Hamill by two goals to nil. Uh, goals from Lee Griffiths and now Odson Edwards, but uh, Celtic have got an un- unassailable lead to claw back, and I don't really see it happening. In all honesty. Another thing I can say, though, um, what I will say is that uh, St Mirren 5-1 win over Dungeon United. I don't think anyone saw that coming. No, no. It was very surprising. Yeah. Indeed, I think Dundee, sorry, Dundee was very poor. They were really, really poor in the game during the midweek. And fair play to St Mirren, they needed it as well, that result as well. But beating 5-1 gets Dundee United, that, that was very surprising surprising indeed yeah I think so and I, I think also the fact is you have to you have to look at the you have to look also the, the fact that um, you know Dungeon United uh, two dodgy penalty decisions I, I'm sorry but it was really really poor really really poor I mean the, the, the thing is the thing is and I, I'm going to going to say this now I think um, St Mirren where were those goals against Livingston you know, um, but no, five five one was a fantastic, uh, fantastic result. Um, Livingston two, Kamarnock nil. Nick uh, two late goals, but uh, a goal for Scott Pittman on his two hundred and fiftieth appearance Does, doesn't get any better than that, does it? Yeah, like you say, definitely doesn't get any better than that. And what, what way to Marcus two hundred and fiftieth appearance there? Um, yeah, just. Uh... Again, an absolutely excellent win over over Kamarnock to top off what has been an excellent week for Livingston. It has. It's been it's been, it's been absolutely absolutely fantastic. Uh, St Johnson nil, Aberdeen nil. I mean, Carl Aberdeen are blowing hot and cold right now. Yeah, they're really going hot cold at the moment. I think Derek Kinn has got a lot to do over the next couple of weeks because they've got some really really huge games that they need to get the points but they have been hot and cold as well I think it's a bit of a worry for for Aberdeen and the players at the moment I think for as well with the fans it's kind of going, going a little bit sideways it's not I would say going backwards and forwards but it's going sideways at the moment for Aberdeen and then they need to get some results quickly as possible they really do definitely definitely I think Look, I think it's it's going to be really interesting to see what will happen. Um, but lots of talk about Sam Cosgrove potentially to Birmingham City. What do you make of that one? 
Well, um, I think this is maybe a good deal for for Birmingham, you know, and it's interesting with this one because I, I was very surprised when he was linked and moved to Birmingham City, but, you know, maybe it might be the right move for him to play down in the championship, you know, see how it goes. But I think Birmingham's not a bad team and I think they do well with some Scottish players as well. And I think you look at how some of the teams in the Champions have done well with their Scottish players when they've left the Scottish Premiership. So I would not worry too much for, for him at all. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that is the uh, SPFL roundup. But uh, one thing I will ask you, Carl. Um, Hearts, 3-1 defeat to Rafe Rovers. Yeah, it's it was a very disappointing game, and you know, and I think, well, I have to say, there's nothing more I can say about it. I think we deserve to win. We played very, very poor, really poor, and I think getting a win during the midweek was a huge thing because we needed we needed that. And to be honest, yeah, Hearts have been decent, but sometimes one or two results like those, it does worry a little bit. And like I said, this this. The championship is open, you know, for not just us, but for Dundee, Dufferman as well. So this this title race is not not plain sailing. We know that it was always going to be difficult with the teams that we're going to play. We're going to have to challenge this year. So, but yeah. it was a huge win we needed yeah, earlier this week. And to crown us of year, we just need to keep going, you know. So yeah. One other thing that I will say, Douglas, is it just when you want to talk about Bruce Dortmund losing four two four two last week Friday to British Gladbach. Um do you worry for Dortmund now, Douglas? Because Haaland has been linked moved to Man City as well as Chelsea. Sancho's been linked with moves as well as it's been. It it's a bit of a worry for Dortmund because you know they're not they've lost the last two games on the bounce now. Yeah, um, Dortmund are uh, in freefall, I'd say. Um, one thing I can say, though, I think Mönchengladbach are a very good team. Uh, that was a great game to watch the other night, 4-2 to Mönchengladbach. I really enjoyed that game. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see where Mönchengladbach finish, I think. Um, and me, if, if I had a German team to support, I would be, it would be them, so... Um, I was I was I was a happy man with the, with that result for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nick, AC Milan in the Serie A losing three 0 to Atalanta. It was your key game of the weekend last weekend. What a win for Atalanta! Atalanta, really, really, really good game. And like I said, they're just going strength to strength. And do you worry for AC Milan's form at the moment? Well, yeah, it was definitely like I say, definitely it was quite a quite a shock. They were much much credit to Atalanta. And, you know, like, like you say, they're definitely from strength to strength. Um, yeah, I'll be honest, I, I am a bit worried for AC Milan with their form at the moment since they've started up and down. But you know, obviously they're, they're still at the top at the moment, but, but quite a slender lead though. Eh? I mean, basically only two points in it there. So um, yes. Well, the one thing I guess I've got to say it's certainly looking interesting at the moment since obviously both Milan teams up at the top they're kind of looking like they're in the race for the 
the title on. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm shocked the Juventus are so far behind, though. Yeah, huge. Me too, it. actually. Me mm. too. What What did you make of uh, Zlatan and Lukaku squaring up to each other? That was, was quite. That was quite tense and they squares up to each other. But um, yeah, yeah. I guess it shows that rivalries can sort of do to, to players. But I think, but I think you know, for those to. Maybe not too surprising, though, since they both have a bit of an ego, eh? Yeah, huge egos. Yeah, absolutely indeed. Absolutely. Really is. And, Nick, interesting transfer news that Roma Inter are considering a swap deal between Eddie and Jekyll and Alexis Sanchez. Eddie and Jekyll was linked with a move back to City, but would not happen. Are you surprised that Sanchez is on the move again on loan? Um, to be honest, I, I'm definitely not too surprised at all. Just you know, just after, after, after how he was when he was at Manchester United, and then since he he didn't interest too much into him. Yeah, it just can't seem to get settled at the moment. It seems. Mm, absolutely, indeed. Um, interesting news for Milan, AC Milan, Nate, that Mario Mandzukic Man- has signed with Milan to end the season. Is that? Good because he's not had a club since last summer since he left El El Duel the Qatar club last season. Is he glad he's now cover for Slatan as well as you know? Can he redeem to keep Milan in a terrorist this season, man? because he has got a lot of experiences at Juventus Juventus as well. I think he can, yeah, because I mean. Although he is getting on a bit age-wise for a player, you know, so I think he still has a good couple of years left. Anyway, I think he certainly would provide some much needed backup there for us, for Zata. And um, actually, now that I think of it, I guess I guess they've got kind of an aging attack there, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, we'll go some some football news and some huge news, Douglas, that the Premier League is going to trial the concussion shows from the sixth of February. With this, and it's only going to the end of February. Would this make a difference as well? So the rule, new rule means up to two new, two permanent substitutes can be made in the event due to head injuries. So is that the right move to trial it for the, just for February? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I think I think it's, I think it's a good move. Um, obviously, if you have a big head injury, then, you know, you've got concussion subs. I think it's, I think it's a fantastic idea and, and hopefully it will definitely help out for the the majority of the future for sure yes absolutely um, news from, from Scotland as well that the Scottish Cup fixes that was planned for the 20th February would not go ahead uh, with the lower leagues as well as we're sort of suspending it for till the 4th of February earliest Nick is this a bit worry for the fixing con- conjectures con- with the fixtures are going to be rising up of trying to play a lot of games to, towards the end of the season is this the usual way for the Scottish FA at the moment um, yeah I guess I guess I can see where they're coming from you know that decision for sake of safety um, or, or in a way I'm in a way I'm surprised you didn't find a way to sort of compromise of it yeah and Douglas do you agree with that as well absolutely yeah I think Look, I think the thing is, I don't think the Scottish Cup's going to be finished. I think they're going to have to find a way of 
maybe postponing it until maybe next year yeah really it's going to be another postponement again for the Scottish Cup which is very sad that again it's going to happen in the second turn round, round if it does um, we know that Benfica and Arsenal's uh, European game is being talked being held over a neutral venue because with what's going on in Portugal um, is on the United, the UK's red list, red list for travel Douglas is going to have to find another venue don't they because this is what UEFA did not want yeah. to do yeah there's no there's no way it's going to be able to be held in Benfica uh, they're going to have to find a neutral place uh, I mean Benfica want to play at home Arsenal obviously want to play away so they're going to have to come to a decision very very soon or this is going to get ugly yeah, absolutely as well. Uh, it, it could get ugly as well. Um, we'll talk about some transfer news before we go to the break. We know that we talked about Martin Orgaz drawing Arsenal alone. Is this a huge plus, Douglas? Because he has been touted as you know the next golden boy, and is you know went a bit sideways at Madrid the first few years. He went to Havine and then he went to El Sosvaldo, where he really came into what he was the talent that we saw and like I said is this a good right move for him for his career and we know Arsenal don't have no option to buy it but if he can get games can you see him getting them during 11 next season hmm that's a tricky one uh, I think it's a great sign for Arsenal let's put it this way I think it's a fantastic signing we will need to see what he can do at Arsenal. Um, obviously, there's no obligation to buy. So, if he has a good, if he has a successful career, if he has a successful one deal at Arsenal, then they might have a decision to make and you know maybe buy him. But uh, I can actually see him going back to Real Sociedad. Actually, I really, I really do. He he enjoyed his time at Real Sociedad last season, so I can see him going back there in all honesty. Yeah, as well. Um... Couple of some treasure news we've from Louise Douglas that Bielsa has spoke about um Gian Alavioski's future. His his contract's gonna end in the season. Do you think he will sign a new contract or do you think they will look for another or th- do you think us will look for another le- left back in the summer? Yeah, I can see him I can see Leeds I can see Leeds going for another full back. Um I don't know I don't know who this who it's gonna be though. Um, t- to be honest with you, I wouldn't be so surprised if you maybe went for uh, Tavernier, the Rangers. Yeah, it's interesting because you have because... been like you have been linked, you have been linked with Barisic as well. Yeah, we have been linked as well, and we know earlier this week we just got increased uh, investment from the NFL. San Francisco 49ers they increased their state to thirty seven percent, but. We do know that Leeds are not going not to do any transfer businesses in January because it did spend a lot in the summer. I would see more players coming in the summer. I think Rodrigo DePaul, I think that will, I think we can get him, but I think we do need to improve our defence a little bit. But I'm happy with it as it is now, but let's see what happens on Monday when we go to the final day of the transfer window deadline. So it'll be interesting with what you say on your podcast podcast on Monday so yeah yeah definitely and Nick 
one other thing, and this is be surprised as well. And I might think Douglas Wood could be Renato Sanchez has been has been a surprise option for Liverpool if they have to find a replacement for, for Gigi Wijnaldum, according to Fabio Fabrizio Romano. Do you see Sanchez go to another big club, especially what he he had issues at Bayern Munich four years ago? Look, I think um, Renato, I think Renato Sanchez would be a very interesting signing for sure. Um, look, look at what, look at what he's done at Liverpool. Um, I think, look at what he did at Swansea. I mean, look, look, he didn't have the best of times at Swansea, but the fact that he's been, you know, reckoned to be a replacement for possibly Van Alden is is mental, to be honest with you. So it'll be very interesting. It'll be very, very interesting. We'll need, we'll need to see what. Uh, what happens in the in the summer? But uh, I, I would take Ronaldo Sanchez absolutely. Nick, do you agree with Douglas that Ronaldo Sanchez is a good fit for Liverpool? We know he was linked with Manchester United five years ago when the Euros unfortunately the game. Is he the right move for Liverpool after he's had to redeem his career at Lille? Um, well, I think in a moment, yeah, I think I think your Dragon Cops sort of style of Liverpool would bring out the best in uh, Ronaldo Sanchez. Um, you know, since his tends to be quite attacking, and yeah, I, I could, I could, I could see see it working out for him. Should he join Liverpool? Yeah, as well, and other transfer news as well. And actually, Maitland now has been late removed to Southampton. Douglas, do you think that would be a good move for the Saints as well? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it would be. I think it'd be a very good move. Uh, obviously, gives gives young Kyle Walker Peters a a sort of a uh, a chance to maybe have a rest. I think I think that'd be a great move for uh, for Ainsley Maitland now. Is he's, he's kind of lost his way at Arsenal, so I think I think he needs a move to just sort of kickstart his wee career. I think. Yeah, absolutely, and then also he's been linked to a move to West Brom as well too. So, yeah, interesting as well where this is where this is going to go. And when Nick, we know Danny Ings, he's been linked with a move away from Southampton. Do you think? A move to Tottenham will be the right option for him. I, I think it would, it would probably be quite quite a good move for Danny Ings. Yeah, I mean, I, I can, gosh, to be honest, I could I could see him actually combining quite well with uh, Harry Kane. I think he's been quite a good attacking combo. Yeah, interesting in that Ings is in his last eighteen months of his contract. They still negotiating with a new deal at Southampton as well. So that is the end of the transfer news and like I said if you want to know what's going on in Deadline Day well you've got Douglas Douglas tell them where they need where can they can find you on YouTube and what you're doing on Monday night oh yeah uh, well you can find me on the YouTube of the Dugger Football Channel so come and come and subscribe to me and uh, get very close to 1k subscribers but yeah we're doing a doing a kind of special podcast on Monday we're kind of looking Counting down to obviously the transfer window, so uh, yeah, come and join us. Uh, lots to discuss. We'll probably be discussing about Newcastle and their problems under Steve Bruce, and uh, yeah, it should, should be a good one. Absolutely, indeed, absolutely good one. Right, gentlemen, we'll have a short break. We'll come back and we'll talk about some more news as well as our predictions as well. So and also our key games of the weekend as well too. So don't go anywhere. Coming up next, it is Jennifer Lopez, Get Right.
and that was Jennifer Lopez get right what a classic music uh, just coming up nearly to half hour here, four here in Edinburgh um, gentlemen we should actually get on with our predictions so we should do our predictions right now Douglas so take it away my friend Yeah, so Match Week 21 starts off with a game again with, uh, well, one side that is really doing very well and one side is really, really struggling. It's Everton against Newcastle. Uh, Nick, what have you said for Everton-Newcastle? Uh, I've gone for 2-0 Everton. Um, cause yeah, I've just got a feeling Everton are going to take this one. Um, and even though Newcastle's have slightly cracked up a bit, I just don't see them being able to overcome Everton. Yeah, I, I have to say I've I've gone I've gone Everton as well. I've gone three 0 to Everton. Carl, what have you gone for this one? Well, for me, Douglas is is a, is a simple three 0 win. I I can't, I can't I can't see Newcastle getting any goals in this game. I really can't. Yeah, uh, so the next game is a, a very interesting one. It's Crystal Palace against Wolves. Uh, I've gone for a one 0 win to Wolves. I just think Wolves will uh, win this one. I just, I just got a feeling that they will win this one. Uh, Carl, what have you said for that one? I have gone for two 0 win to Wolves. I think Palace did well to try to overcome, you know, to try to get a draw against West Ham, but I just see, I can't see him getting the goals at the moment. Really can't. Okay, Nick, what have you said for this one? I've said 1-0 Wolves um, I think it'll be close but yeah I see Wolves taking this one and... yeah I do as well uh, Manchester City against Sheffield United uh, Sheffield United back back at Manchester after a um, after a, a, a 2-1 win over Man United can they do the double over uh, the Manchester clubs away from home unfortunately no I'm going 3-0 Man City uh, Carl what are you going for this one Yep, same as you. I'm going 3 0 as well to my city. Uh, Nick? Well, it's a hard trick because I've also gone for 3 0 uh, for Man City. I, I, I just can't see City letting up because I see the earlier. And, you know, I think they're just going to continue with their good form. Yeah, sad, sadly. Sadly, I, I, I do expect that as well. A big game of the Hawthorns is West Brom against Fulham. Nick, what have you gone for this one? Uh, definitely a very big game this one. I've gone one 0 film because yeah, like, so I like actually. So have I. Believe it or yeah. not, I've gone one 0 I've gone one 0 uh, Fulham. Carl, what have you gone for this one? Well, just eating myself away with my first meal of the day, which is breakfast. I'm going for a two 0 win for Fulham. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Uh, the next game is one of the biggest games probably of all, of all time. It is Arsenal against Manchester United. Um, I'm going to start with this one. I've gone actually 2-1 Manchester United. I think Man United will uh, bounce back and win this one. Interesting. Interesting. Oh. Um, I'm going to go same result as well as you, Douglas. I can see you 2-1 for Manchester United as well. Nick? Uh, yeah, I feel we're doing a good result against Arsenal, you know, when you've got our recent results. Um, 
So yeah, I've gone for two one, two one uh, Manchester United. I mean, like you say, I think they'll be, they'll be determined to bounce back after, after that, that massive slip up against uh, Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Southampton Aston Villa. This is a very interesting one. Um, Carl, I'll go to you first for this one. Yeah, um, like I said, it's it's really an interesting game, but I think Villa want to get their winning form after the loss of two goal lead to Berlin in the midweek. I'm gonna go for a two 0 win for Villa. Interesting, Nick. Uh, yeah, I've also gone for uh, 2-0 for Villa as I feel you know, Villa are in good form and can see them getting a good result here. So, um, yeah, I, I think 2-0 Villa. Full house, full house, 2-0 two, two to, uh, to Villa. Chelsea against Burnley, Carl? Do you know what? I think Burnley will give Chelsea a run for the money, but I think Ch- Chelsea will win 2-1 in the end, to be honest with you. Okay. Nick? Um, well, well, to be honest, I've gone three 0 Chelsea, and the reason for that is because I, I because I can see them being on an on an impressive new manager. They, you know, it's usually when that happens, of course, it means that teams tend to do very well. So yeah, I can see them coming away with quite a big victory on this one for that reason. Yeah, I've gone, I've gone, I've gone two 0 uh, Chelsea. This is a very interesting one. Leicester City against Leeds United. Carl. Uh, how how do you how are you feeling about this one? Well, look, from looking at the last game we lost four um, one to them early at home this season, we have something to prove against Leicester, and I think Bielsa has something to prove as well. And like I said, the win against Newcastle was quite huge. We needed a result, and like I said, Leicester have really been good at form, and you can't go past it. But I think if we can do the same what we did against Newcastle. We can just edge the game by winning two one. I can't see anything small in you know, that. But Leicester's gonna be really good on the day, you know. But it depends which type of Leicester comes. That's the thing, and what type of leads comes through as well. Interesting. So you're you're going two one leads. Two one leads. Mm-hmm. Nick, what have you gone for this one? Now, personally, I've gone for three one Leicester and as I say distance, you know, Leicester they've they've been quite strong recently and I think Leeds will definitely give them a, a, a great match. I think they'll really have a good go there, but I can see Leicester coming away with all three points at the end of Sadly I can as well. I've gone three one uh, Leicester City. <laughs> West Ham Liverpool. I'm gonna start with this one. I don't think we'll win this game. I think it'll be a draw. I'm going one-one. Hmm. You know, Douglas, I probably agree with you there because, like I say, West Ham probably being the best involved team that you're playing against at the moment. I'm gonna go for a one-one draw as well. Interesting, Nick. What have you gone for? Uh, I've actually gone for three-one Liverpool and. Namely, just as I say, since Liverpool, you know, you've always had a very strong record against David Moyes, and although West Ham are in good form, I can see that continuing. And the final game is Brighton against Harry Kane lost Tottenham. <laughs> uh, Carl, where are you going for that one? 
I think this is a, a simple win for Tottenham, winning 2-0. It's they need it's a must-win game after they lost Liverpool first last night. So it's gonna be a two-one win for two-nil win for, for for Spurs. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. I agree. I'm I'm going to Tottenham. Nick is that full house? Yeah, once again a full house. It is like a second only series between a Tottenham win and uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think we're still I think the way Spurs have been playing, I can see them getting at least two. So, yeah, I'm going to say two 0 Tottenham. Okay, there we go. That's our predictions. Yes, it is. It is, and you know, interest of the weekend. Douglas, you want to talk about your about your messed up predictions you had this week? The video that you did. My what? Your video of your predictions you did this week. Of you messed up results. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had uh, I had Aston Villa and uh, West Ham um, ten places below where I should have them, so that wasn't very good. Um, mm-hmm. Try to think what else I had wrong. I didn't have many wrong. Let's put it that way. But uh, it was a very difficult season to predict. That's that's one thing you can say about this season. It's been a very difficult season to predict. I'll give you that one. Yeah, it is hard to predict at the moment as well. <sighs> Let's go to some transfer gossip as well. We do know that Chelsea is interested in signing um, Alien Haaland from Borussia Dortmund as well as David Alba. Douglas, can you see both Haaland and Alba going to Stamford Bridge this summer? Alba, no. Haaland, no, I don't. I don't see either of them going. To be honest, don't see them either. I don't see either of them going to Stamford Bridge. Okay, Nick. Interesting news from Spain. Um, PSG will consider selling Kylian Mbappe if the World Cup were going to fail to agree a new deal. We know both Real Madrid and Liverpool are interested in. Can you see him going to Madrid then Liverpool at the moment? Um. I, th- I think it's it's very possible, you know. I mean, I, like you say, I think it's definitely more likely to go to Real Madrid at the moment. But um, other, like I say, Liverpool cert- certainly could could well be a strong future possibility for Mbappe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Douglas, interesting news from Derby County. Um, their midfielder Caddy Gordon has been moved to Liverpool. Would this be a good move for him? Absolutely, I think um, I think it'd be a very good move. I think, look, I think the thing the thing is, we've we're needing a centre back right now, um, and I pray to goodness we don't go for Mustafi, because <laughs> there has been talk there has been talk about potentially uh, Mustafi to Liverpool, and I really hope not. Yeah, absolutely indeed. Um, news from the Mirror that. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa will wait till the end of the season before new talks over a new contract right move Douglas that's what you've always been doing from the start since you joined Leeds yeah I mean put it this way I think we have to say that it'll be a good move it'll be a good move for him but the, the thing is the one thing I can say about other players moving leagues, etc. Do not go 
And I've seen, I've, I've actually seen, I've actually seen plenty of stuff this week about Sergio Ramos is wanting to leave Real Madrid. Sergio Ramos is wanting to leave Real Madrid. Sergio Ramos is wanting to leave Real Madrid. Not happening. He just wants a pay rise at Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah, it would, is would, true. Would, would you would, would you both agree with me on that one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's you know, it's it's, it's, it's just I know. It, look, the Spanish tax system it it fixed players. I think Ronaldo was on a million pounds a week, for what I remember, and he they had to pay. He had got half a million pounds after tax. Is this going to be the same situation again for Ramos? So. I'm not surprised if he extends a new contract because, like I said, he they need more money because of the tax system in Spain is so much more ridiculous than the UK one. So let's put it that way. Mm. Really is, yeah. Um, interesting news, Nick, that Jerome Frimpong has moved to Bayer Leverkusen for nearly twelve million pounds. Man City will get more than three million pounds from the selling clause. Um, you're very surprised that you know he's gone for a lot of money because Frimpong was lost a bit of interest at Parkhead. Yeah, I think I think it's just... Oh, we've just lost Nick there. We'll hope from getting back. Um, Douglas, you want to say more on this? Well, I mean, I lost, I lost, uh, I lost what Nick was uh, was saying. What was, was that about? It was about Jermaine, Jermaine Frimpong move from Celtic to Bayern Leverkusen for twelve million pounds. Man City going to get at least thirty percent of oh, the selling clause. Unbelievable amount of money, by the way. Absolutely unbelievable amount of money. I think, I think it's eleven point five million. Yes, it's it's staggering. I mean, they only paid was the three hundred thousand pound from. I think that's a fantastic deal for uh, for for, um, for Celtic and especially by Leverkusen as well. I think good business for Celtic. Oh, huge business for Celtic indeed, as well. Um. Other news as well. We do know that Stoke want more than fifty million pounds for centre from Nathan Collins, who's been linked with the move to Berlin as well as Arsenal. Um, Stoke are going to play a hard ball, aren't they, Douglas? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I think the thing is with Stoke, they've been very very good this season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they can finish. But yeah, I think I think they'll have to have. Uh, have to hold out for a lot of more money I think Nick we finally got you back on I know you lost a bit of brief connection um, we'll go back to Celtic's um, Bayern Leverkusen side uh, from 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 Celtic is that really a good deal for Leverkusen to get a player like that who only cost about I think Frimpong came from under a million pounds and Celtic are getting a huge profit well, yeah, I mean, I can see. I think it's definitely a very good deal for Celtic there since they've made that uh, proper there. And apologies there, but I don't know. I don't know why I uh, lost connection here. It seems to be back now, which is good. But yeah, I think I think, I think this deal is definitely a, a, a great one for Celtic. After saying, yeah, absolutely. Interesting news, guys, and this is what surprised former Chelsea midfield midfielder Ramirez is interested in playing in South Africa's Premier League Soccer League. He just he just left Palmeiras at the end of last year. Really surprised for a player who 
who's at, who's out of one of the big clubs is going to play in South Africa, Douglas? Yeah, I think I think it's a big, big move. Um, look, I think I think the the thing is that with a big move like that, it'll either determine whether you're very good or whether you're whether you're not. I, I think I think it's a fantastic move. So yeah. good luck, Tom. Absolutely. Oh, huge game this weekend. It's the Copa Libertadores final. Interesting. If you guys if you guys love South American football. You should watch it on BBC, BBC Red Button as well. Two big teams and Palmeiras in the final. They'll play against Santos and Douglas. It's always a huge game winning the Copa Libertadores, which is our South American equivalent of the Champions League here in Europe. And live on t- on BBC as well. A few years ago, we had River Plate and Boca Juniors playing in Madrid a few seasons ago. This is another exciting final again, isn't it? Between two big Brazilian teams yeah absolutely uh, I, I, in all honesty I don't really watch these these kind of games but um, but obviously with being on the BBC Red Button I think I think it'll be a very very good game can't really call a winner to be honest with you yeah it's, it's a tough one as well it really is it's a tough one as well we've only got 15 minutes to go gentlemen like I said whatever news we want to talk about is Romain Sawyer's as was being alleged racist abuse, it's been given to the police. He got some social media. He got sent a racist message to him. Douglas, there needs to be some tough legal punishment for the perpetrator who did it, did this. Definitely, definitely, uh, race, racial abuse should not be in football. But unfortunately, it's a big problem in our game, and you know it's, it's going to have to be something that has to be eradicated sooner than that rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, we have some news from the Scottish FA. They have charged Afeldo and Morellas for the Ryan Pontius stamp, which is for violent conduct. He now faces a three-match ban. Will Rangers cope without him? And we lost Nick, Nick again. Apologies for that one. Douglas, Morellas um, facing the three-match ban. Yeah, it was a very stupid stamp, and unfortunately, he's going to have to pay the consequences. I, I, I don't see him, don't see him getting off lightly with this one. Yeah, Nick, right move for the Scottish FA, um, suspending Morales for three match ban. Yeah, I, I think uh, I it's definitely the right move there because I mean, you know, you can't just feel like that in the pitch. And um, oh yeah, to turn our question there, um, if, I think yeah, it will be quite a, a bit of a ball to Rangers, but. But at the same time, I think they should cope since they've still got plenty of other striking options there for the meantime. Yeah, absolutely indeed. Um, gentlemen, I want to ask you, what is your key games this weekend? And I want to go first as well. My key game of the weekend, and it's interesting this one, because I'm looking into the championship. Um, like I said, looking at the teams as well, it has to be North City against Millsburg. I think New Orleans needs the points. Norwich still doing well. That's my key games of the weekend. Douglas, what's your key game of the weekend? Arsenal Manchester United has to be. It's the rivalry that everyone looks forward to. I know Liverpool Manchester United last week was a bit of a drab affair, but Arsenal can't defend. The Man United can't defend. I think I think that'll have goals in it. To be honest with you. 
yeah, as well. My other key game as well. Interesting in the Bundesliga, Abbey Leipzig against Bayern Leverkusen Friday tomorrow evening as well. That's going to be a huge game as well. Um, Nick, what's your key game in Syria this weekend? Um, in Syria this weekend, ooh, quite a few tasty fixtures this weekend. Obviously, um, I'm going to say. Ooh, I think for this one, I think both the games in the Milan side are involved in the Bologna, AC Milan and Inter versus Benevento, you know, just because of how they, pardon me, how they could effectively, yeah, how they could affect the top of the table. Yeah, and another huge game as well, Nick, as well. Atlanta at home to Lazio as well on Sunday. That's another key game as well, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Definitely another massive game right there. Um, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I think that's definitely, definitely another key game as well. Absolutely, indeed. Yeah. Douglas, you want to talk what you're going to talk on Monday on your channel on the World of Football podcasts? Yeah, um, we're going to be speaking about, obviously, Newcastle. We'll be speaking about, obviously, Deadline Day as well. Um, yeah, will Liverpool sign a centre-back? Will Man United be able to get somebody in? I mean, it's probably more ins and outs at uh, in both of these clubs, and then we'll see. We'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, come come and tune in at uh, seven o'clock. I'm also doing a Premier League quiz this evening at seven o'clock. So if anyone is wanting to join us for that, then they are very very welcome to do so. You heard it here. If you do want to see Douglas's YouTube channel, find it at the Dugout football channel on YouTube and also follow him as well on Twitter as well if you have Discord as well you, you will invite him to join as well so a huge weekend in games indeed and gentlemen we all got least less than 10 minutes ago as well and I have to say one of the news has been coming out we know that Gareth Southgate has is going to join with the link with the, the dementia football how is huge is that for the England manager coach manager to get involved to help with his study to make sure we can try to help reduce the heading and dimension in the game we love yeah I think it's huge um, obviously it's a big big problem in our game and we have to we have to see what uh, you know we have to we, I mean I think they should ban heading a football for like age 8 and under for sure so I think I th I think that's something they have to have to do for sure. Absolutely, indeed. And Nate, do you agree with Douglas the need to ban the heading for under age? Yeah, I I I would definitely agree with that. You know, I think we're different for the best if if we were to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, indeed. Um. Some non-football news. What are we in the stock market? GameStop, a US company, was on the verge of bankruptcy this week. And somehow, the hedge funders... <laughs> How did an a group of amateur traders buy Wall Street? And now, they made over 300 something dollars a share. And now, they're worth billions of dollars. How did that happen? I, I had to say... Working in the financial industry, financial services industry, right, can go either way. But, my God, that was interesting. We, the amateur traders, 
bought the Wall Street and they now the people on Wall Street have lost their money. You know, money talks also in football, but it doesn't go far as that. <laughs> that just the funniest things happened this week. <laughs> really is, really is. And yeah, but gentlemen, yeah, that is, that is, that is quite funny. That. Yeah, I know, I know as well. It is really too funny that's happened as well. So, games tomorrow, we do all the games alive on Sky Sports, as well as BBC with the Fulham West Brom game at quarter to three tomorrow afternoon as well. And all the key games will be alive on Sky and BTs as well. Um, keep up the results as well too. And also, for everyone who's either working from home off, please listen to the transfer deadline day as well. It's going to be interesting to see what happens on the final day. It's been a very quiet, quiet transfer window indeed, but... Like I said, something will happen. We'll see what will go from today. Gentlemen, thank you very much as always. Um, we will see you the same time next week. We are um, going to finish the show three weeks earlier, but I do have one song to finish. And coming up next, and this is the final one of the weekend, I hope you enjoy the weekend. The cranberries, ode to my family. And please listen again next, next week at 3 period. As well, if you do miss this show today, we're live, repeat, every Wednesday between 5 and 7 here in the UK here on Sound Radio um, coming up next is more Dance Anthem's music but that is our time for now take it for now we'll see you next week bye 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 bye
that was the cranberries. Um, thank you very much for everyone. Um, coming on next is more dance dance anthems. But here's the message from the Scottish government. Take it from now. Bye bye. The new strain of coronavirus is spreading more quickly than before, so it's vital we act now. We must all stay at home. Only go out for essential reasons like exercise, if you need to care for someone, or if you really can't work from home. Extended households remain in place. Only essential shops are open, and you can now only meet one person from another household outdoors. It's essential we all play our part. Stay home, protect the NHS, and save lives. For more information, visit gov.scot. Looking in the mirror again and again